I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Uh, this is going to be a long reading rainbow session. Just to let you guys know, but it is going somewhere. Um, and it's probably not going to be that funny of an opening, but uh, maybe we'll get there by the end of the show. From July 10th to the morning of July 11th, the 1902 council meeting proceeded predictably with his keynote speeches, welcomes, prayers, and panels, all occurring without Washington, Wells Barnett, anti-lynching bureau report, which noted 2,658 lynchings since 1885 and 135 lynchings in 1901. Numbers that she said indicated two or three lynchings per week during the previous 17 years. Got That got the most press attention, local press attention. But by the afternoon of the 11th, the behind-the-scenes manipulations of Washington's minions emerged, throwing the council into chaos, breaking with the scheduled program. There was an ex- unexpected call from, for a report from the nominating committee, which recommended that T. Thomas Fortune be president and Bishop Walters become chair of the executive committee. The maneuver brought protests from Monroe Trotter, Wells Barnett, Fanny Barrier Williams, and W.B. Du Bois, among others. But that evening, Washington arrived in St. Paul to mute the complaint sufficiently for the nominating committee recommendation to go forward. Ida and Nelson Cruz, head of the organization's Immigration Bureau, were the only officers of the council to resign in protest, but the delegates voted not to accept either resignation. It's not clear what their status was by the end of the meeting, but the episode effectively ended Ida's work with the Afro-American Council, adding insult to injury as far as she was concerned. Fannie Barrier Williams replaced her as the one woman with an executive position. She was elected corresponding secretary. It was wonderful to see how completely your personality dominated everything, Scott gleefully told Washington after the close of the meeting. From the moment that you reached there, you were the one center of interest, much to the chagrin and regret of our friends, the Barnetts, especially. Um, now, in this case, they're talking to Booker T. He's talking to Booker T. Washington. And Booker T. Washington uh, apparently had it out for Ida in this situation and wanted her off of uh, the board. The militants, of course, were disgusted. We might have expected Professor Du Bois to have stood in the breach here. Opine Monroe Trotter who would later characterize the meeting as calamitous, described Fortune as Washington's henchman, and concluded that the coup was for the sole benefit of getting the age editor an appointment in the Roosevelt administration, which the council had endorsed by the end of the meeting. While who are trying to get into the bandwagon, Trotter concluded about Du Bois, he is no longer to be relied on. Unbeknownst to Trotter, however, was that Du Bois was in the middle of preparing the souls of black folk, which would, in less than a year, mobilize the first major opposition movement to Washington's leadership. Uh, so I also know of note here, Booger T. Washington was very much into, like, uh, assimilation talk at the time. It was still kind of revolutionary at this time, but black people was kind of moving to the next phase and being like, nah, we, it's not about there are black we need to admit there's bad black people and that's the problem that's holding back but we want white people to recognize the good black people it's like no we do white people are just racist in the interim no one must have felt more glum about the recent developments than ida the loss of the afro-american council to the tuskegeeans 
uh closed the best venue she had to exercise her leadership and subsidize her anti-lynching work by 1902 the bookerites also prevailed over the american press association leading the broad acts to subsequently conclude that the council press association and national negro business league were all one and the same thing back home wells barnett received another blow she and the conservator uh that's a newspaper had been waging a war against the new Bethel minister reverend abraham lincoln murray who had replaced reverend d ransom sometime between 1900 and 1901 murray was accused of sexually harassing the wife of a church board member the woman in question was said to have a reputation that was beyond reproach and it filed formal charges but despite ida's efforts to get the minister removed and the damning editorials in the conservator published approvingly by the chicago broad acts the church board refused to investigate the matter shout out to me too another minister archibald carey pastor of the ame's quinn chapel came to the support of murray and ida found herself at odds with the pastors of the two major churches of the denomination in the city finally the bishop of that district abraham grant whom ida had once called to uncult too uncultivated for the position was summoned to chicago and though he had promised ida that the matter would be adjudicated no action was taken as ida told the bishop the refusal to censure murray left her no choice but to leave bethel i had a family of growing children i'd explained in her autobiography and all my teaching would be null and void if i continued in the church with a man who had become so notoriously immoral with his party with those parting words ida left the church which she had married established the city's first black kindergarten and helped lead mass protests against injustice for the grace presbyterian church founded in 1888 by black presbyterians from tennessee and kentucky the black women's clubs completed ida's alienation despite wells barnett's hope uh hopes the election of josephine salone yates as president of the nacw uh national association of color women did not disturb the power of the organization's triumvirate the officers of the black illinois federation were dominated by nagawans and ida had even fallen afoul of the president of the ida b wells club agnes moody who had been elected in 1901 as the second vice president of the nacw as ida recounted in her autobiography the rupture occurred when the ibw club was invited by mary v Plummer, the white reformer who had been secretary of the chicago anti-lynching league to become a member of the predominantly white league of cook county clubs an organization dedicated to coordinating the work of women's organizations the invitation also included a spot on the league's board and ida without informing Muda, moody hastily accepted the offer and the board position the ibw president was understandably furious and apparently did not accept the explanation that there was a pressing deadline to accept the position and that she was unable to contact moody no one in the group had telephones at the time ida noted there is no indication that the rift was healed before moody who had a history of heart problems died in 1903 and it can be reasonably assumed that wells barnett behavior did little to endear her to other members of the ibw or the other clubs hey welcome to the black out tales podcast your host rod and and we're live on a tuesday i think uh ready to do some podcasting that excerpt is from ida sword among lions um which you know i've been reading on the show for a while now um great book if you want to know about ida b wells by paula giddings um and that's kind of near the end of the book and that's talking about all these bridges that were burned all these things that this pioneer of of uh that that really like 
establish like the numbers and the factual trends and the narratives behind lynching in america went and risked her life to to report on these stories went to towns where she had to wear disguises where she had to leave you know with people on the foot of her heels ready to kill her if they found her where she could not go back to memphis where she was living at the time um under threat of she would die if she went back to, to memphis um and through whatever beefs whether you you know some of them you could argue with her fault i'm not trying to say she's like some perfect person but through all these different you know uh activist beefs you know activists be having beef man um is like like today you see it it's just on twitter that's it's never changed it's never Mm -hmm. been different you know um it was never kumbaya yeah within that within that 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 part i read there was probably four or five different factions of beef that had you know some including ida but some that had nothing to do with ida b wells um but all of that stuff to say like she was kind of frozen out of the narrative and a lot of her work and activism was kind of glossed over and easily gotten you know um she died before she could write her own autobiography and her daughter found the book if i'm not mistaken that she had not finished um and you know that was just really like a big clue into like how important this woman was because the annals of history were not going to include her the people that we do look up to uh all had their own reasons to not fuck with her including other black women at the time they're like they were you know the woman ran her own the ida b wells club was like i don't fuck with ida b wells <laughs> like it was that bitches name after me the hell is this it was that fucking bad you know what i mean like, to just think about that but the work she did is I- incalculable you know um she uh uh and and what she had beef with with frederick douglas all these prestige people that we have been taught in our history books and in our um in our black history classes and 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 in black history month when you're in high school and junior high school there's not complicated legacies that they're teaching us they just teach us frederick douglas he was an abolitionist a great man you know george washington carver and they like they just teach like these almost factoids right ida b wells just not covered you know well maybe no. she is now but she wasn't when i was growing up I not that much is. you know like maybe they would mention her loosely but not not up there with king you know not up there with um some of the great poets of the harlem renaissance era not up there with like it was kind of like this you know also she did you know she she was around you know um and all that stuff to say was uh yesterday they were announcing the Pulitzers, um and of course they had um you know a bunch of people won uh shout out to nicole hannah jones who did the 1619 i think new york times piece she won mm-hmm. which is a uh, really dope work great podcast too uh mm-hmm. associated with it and that woman got fucking harassed off of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all because that story has never been told through the eyes of black people it's never been it's never right. been a it's story it's always been a, some kind of a white glossing glossing over it versus just here here it is here's other facts these are the things i've learned and these are the connections that i've made right and so um ida b wells yesterday was awarded a posthumous pulitzer for outstanding and courageous reporting 
and i thought that was like that was dope um you know because because she has put in like she put in all that work and really went unregarded in many cases until you know like i said recently when she literally started this work literally you know what i mean like no one was keeping tallies of this no one was going out and interviewing the black people these things happened to mm-hmm. it was just hey that nigger was a rapist we killed him and then no other part of the story and she would go out there and she would and she was so brave she would put it in the paper you know and the truth was so fucking volatile to white supremacy that they were like we're going to kill this woman when we get our hands on her she's a fucking dead person you know like if we uh we're gonna they burned down her printing the printing press where she uh you know had her had her paper in memphis like they they like it was essentially a death sentence she put her life on the line and because people was petty because people didn't like that she was ambitious they didn't like that she wanted you know her name on you know she 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 wanted her name in things that men were only supposed to be present in you know uh whether they were black men or not she wanted her name in things where only white women wanted to be present in you know there was a, a march where there was supposed to be this, this women's suffrage feminist march and they didn't want black women marching with white women so they they had a fucking beef over that like they like they like the things and of course they blamed it on like well you know the women from the south they're they just feel a different way Ida, and we just don't want to start stirring feathers we just want them here and it's just that thing over it's always somebody else's turn it's always next now it's kind of infuriating because she has to die and then we have to wait over a hundred fucking years to be like oh yeah <laughs> that was pulitzer worthy you know she literally fucking had to flee for her life telling the truth and we know it was the truth you know and the reason and the and i think the like i said it's a long opening and i'm getting to a point here but i was very happy to see that you know mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah 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 because I, I i didn't know that i knew about the 1916 but i didn't know about Ida. right but um uh 1619 1619 my bad but then also um today uh they released a video i saw this article last week but you know i didn't cover it on the show yet i i didn't want to kind of get into it because not that much information was out at the time and i you know with these things information comes out you have to wait you know um and i try to be accurate and on the show and not necessarily first but the video finally came out of ahmaud arbery who was killed by these two white men in georgia um while jogging what mm-hmm. yeah now i read this for my own personal whatever a uh, few maybe a week or two ago and it sounded real sketchy like there were there was a according to the white people who essentially killed him um you know lynched him as people are referring to it as a modern day lynching essentially um according to um the the people who uh did it they were like yeah there was like a report of a robbery in the area we was tired of people get that bullshit don't they fit in the description right okay it was robbery in area i'm fucking running like uh with with no bag of money i have nothing on me you just targeted me right they said they believed he was a, a burglar and then of course they uh he's just running like 
down the down the road jogging like you can see the video and everything it's out now i'm not gonna play it i know karen you don't want to watch it i I know Mm -hmm. nobody wants to watch it i don't want to watch it but i saw it you know and uh he's just jogging down the street and they went and took their truck and like parked in the middle of the road in front of him and when he ran to go around them essentially they accosted him there was a struggle over a shotgun they shot him and, and he died um he was 23 years old um and of course in the article i read you know you start seeing the excuses already because this happened in february 23rd it's now may these white men were not arrested (laughs) they did not go to jail they are not facing trial no charges were pressed nothing and the reasoning was well we'll stay on your ground and in that article it was like but there's video of it and i thought to myself now what are the fucking odds that this video comes out and black people are gonna see it a completely different way because it had you know and then the guy who shot him um he used to work in the office of um the district attorney if i'm not mistaken so like even that person is you know it compromises the people who are supposed to press charges or not press charges because they can't be unbiased you have worked with this office um so of course the people that were in charge of pressing charges not pressing charges decided ta-da we're not pressing charges you know um and so it kind of brings it all home to me is like uh ida b wells has worked over a hundred years ago anti-lynching work you know recording these tragic events and that legacy is still alive today mm-hmm. you know it's in the, the the so many of these people that cover these things so many black journalists people's twitter accounts you know people are still keeping that alive you know because it's still happening yes which is which is the craziest part it's still fucking happening you know we um it, it, you know and i'm glad people are actually some people might find it to be salacious but i'm glad people putting it in the headlines of their articles it's lynching this is a lynching you right. killed this man for no reason you didn't know shit and you killed him because you could because you motherfucking could and you got away with it because you because you because you could um yeah so the um the georgia district attorney now vows to bring the shooting of an unarmed black man to grand jury so i, I think the pressure of social media and then when that fucking video came out it was like okay well yeah now we have to do something you know because because it was uh, that's the thing that's crazy to me is they cover their ass but it's always going to come out you can never hide these things someone has all of it someone will find it all you know um but yeah um i'm of the opinion that the case should be presented to the grand jury of glenn county for consideration of criminal charges against those involved in the death of mr arbery according to the statement by district attorney thomas durden based in hinesville 70 miles away from the shooting scene durden is the third da to have a case after potential conflicts of interest prompted two other prosecution offices to recuse themselves a spokeswoman for durden said the office would not answer any questions or make any comment beyond this short written statement Durden did not outline what charges he'd seek against those possibly responsible for Arbery slaying. 
it was also unclear when a grand jury could be convened to hear evidence as courts in georgia are prohibited from impaneling a jury or trial jury through the least june 12th as the nation fights the COVID 19 pandemic mm-hmm. so that's the one thing he didn't open back up the government opened in georgia but not oh, okay anyway i have no control over the suspension due to the pandemic however right, don't eat and get your hair cut and shit like that but okay right however i do intend to present the case to the next available grand jury in glenn county lee Merritt, a lawyer for the victim's family posted a brief video clip to twitter on tuesday that purposely shows uh purportedly shows arby tussling with his killer the footage which apparently see uh appears to be taken by a motorist coming up to the scene could not be immediately verified by nbc news the video clearly shows mr arby jogging down the road in the middle of the day mr arby had not committed any crime there was no reason for these men to believe they had the right to stop him with weapons or to use deadly force in furtherance of their unlawful attempted stop the men who chased down arby have been identified by police as brunswick resident gregory mcmichael 64 and his son travis mcmichael 34 the older mcmichael with his 357 magnum and his son with a shotgun told police they believe arbery might be a burglar and chased him in that truck but that's still not your job that's why you have police officers you that's, that's not your job what am i supposed to do when i'm not a burglar has anyone thought about this what am i supposed to do a random non-authority white man and his son roll up on me with guns what is the protocol for that and i don't want to hear shit from no white person about it because white people can't even stay inside the house for two weeks without getting guns and getting vests and getting mad and getting flags and going outside and standing in front of the city hall fucking mass. talking about their fucking freedoms this man couldn't even exercise you know <laughs> we decided that you look like a suspect so uh, based on our authority we gonna do what we want to do when michael stated that the unidentified male began to violently attack travis and the two men then started fighting over the shotgun at which point travis fired a shot and then a second later there was a second shot the oh just random second shot you know no, no big deal um also like if you pull a gun on me it's fight or flight like i'm either defending myself or i'm running you can't just fucking like you can't just act like randomly i just attacked a man who was rough. you pulled up in front of me stopped my path pointed a gun at me started yelling the fuck do you think i'm gonna do in georgia let you just kill me that's what i'm supposed to do aubrey a former high school football player was a health buff who jogged nearly every day his family said gregory and travis mcmichael could not immediately be reached for comment and so who gives a fuck about them now but yeah all of that stuff made me think about you know ida b wells and the legacy she left behind and how long it took for them to even honor it you know they could have done this any year between you know the the establishment of the publisher uh publisher pulitzer prize and now i don't know why it took till 2020 to to say oh yeah this is might be the most some of the most important journalistic work in the history of the united states if not the most important work (laughs) and and a lot of this has to do with uh racism and sexism a lot of that shit plays a factor she's a black woman um they don't never take anything we do seriously our work is constantly erased from uh everything and unless we have people that advocate on our behalf a lot of times other women who a lot of times they don't listen to 
um, it's very hard to get these things uh, recognized. I'm pretty, pretty sure that they're the people that have probably pushed for decades, and this is probably the first time that they actually even was like, well, I guess. Yeah, and, you know, in a weird way, this is why I'm anti-gun in general because some people are gonna go well if, if the black dude would have had a gun then he might could have and i'm like the the point is whatever the law is it's not to protect us ever the gun doesn't even protect us you shoot them you go to prison they take your life like the shit is a rigged system you know i can't fuck with uh killer mike on that you know i understand people think this shit is a solution or whatever but it's not you know you can own a gun legally and get hemmed up look at mr span like they don't give a fuck man so like it's not for us i'd rather nobody had these fucking things they're just tools of death and they fucking casually take our lives so fucking easily and they face no real repercussion man they were gonna let these motherfuckers walk if nobody would if it hadn't got viral to twitter if it hadn't been on facebook you know if a couple black outlets hadn't started covering the did, story did somebody's uh video camera recording yeah yeah i told you there's a video of it i watched it it was no i mean like is it a video they record like no they didn't record it another car pulling up had a dash cam and happened to see it Uh, and the video came out shit okay okay i knew you said video but you never said where it came from yeah so yeah that like this is the shit that that i'm talking about it's just you know this i didn't reach that conclusion lightly you know but i fucking hate guns because of that shit you know because essentially and i get the the impetus for why black people feel the need to have them this isn't Mm -hmm. me being like we need to put our guns back and then let the white people keep that that's not what i'm saying it's just the idea that they can even protect you is even flawed because because if this would have been the opposite way around we heard a white man was doing something in our hood so we stopped him and killed him but we went to court and expected the da to feel like hey guys no big deal no charges sound like y'all were standing your ground Mm-mm. just off of your account because when you murder somebody you really just leave you yourself as the soul the storyteller and then it becomes about who believes who and people believe that white man's point of believe those white men they're they're right to say whatever the fuck they say and just be trusted if my black ass shot some random white dude because i thought he looked sketchy i'm going to prison forever if not death penalty you know um they were even trying to say like well he has some criminal stuff in his background in the article i read a couple weeks ago which is another reason i didn't read it on the fucking show because that's that's the playbook they tarnish us drugs they let drugs yeah too. we die they tarnish us he had three parking tickets so hey you know hey <laughs> yeah, who knows maybe maybe he was a thief you know even if the, the and then to the ultimate extent even if he would have been the fucking burglar they are talking about who gave you the right to roll up on somebody in broad daylight yes, in the middle of the thing. road you and have kill no him? authority to do that that's not your job so it's just i don't know man that shit is frustrating you know start sorry to start the show on such a down note but i don't know in my the way my brain works all that shit felt connected you know ida having her work essentially uh eroded uh not recognized and lost to history then getting her recognition in 2020 but then the thing that she was working on still fucking happening you know <laughs> black life in america this is some shit to deal with 
Yeah, that's why it's a never-ending battle, and that's why you have to be vigilant about uh, certain things. And I understand that we, quote-unquote, as black and brown people, have freedoms that we never had before, but we really ain't free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's hard for people to understand. Yes, you have more freedom than you had before, but uh, you really ain't free. That that, that that equality thing that's promised to white people, we ain't got that yet. So until we do, it's one of those things where it has to be a vigilant thing. It's not equality as we want to be white. It's equality as just leave us the fuck alone. White dudes have literally been walking around with guns, fucking mask on, shades, camouflage, vest, all fucking month long. They've just been going around and fucking standing in public in big ass groups but the the fucking people the politicians inside the city halls and inside the capitals are the ones putting their vest on scared they're gonna get killed but we're the threat they see us as the threat you know like that's crazy it's so fucking backwards they kill us because we're not the threat you know they kill us because they're the fucking threat and then yet they have the fucking audacity to walk around like someone gotta get these niggas under control black lives matter is a bunch of black identity extremists and all this shit like they walk around like we are who they are you know like because they have to believe that in order to justify their actions it's like when somebody in a relationship cheats and then immediately starts thinking well the other person must be cheating on me it's like that where we ain't did shit we sitting at home minding our business you know But, but now all of a sudden because you suspect everybody gotta be suspect you know that that's crazy to me you killed another unarmed black man dead for what like what the fuck did the fuck did that help nobody you know and i don't i don't care what their fucking mentality was or any of this shit when it was when it was done i don't believe them nope and i also don't fucking care well we were scared you scared so you scared you get in a truck run after a man harass him and pull guns out that's what your fear does you got out the motherfucking truck if you scared why don't you just keep going like that's what your fear does you scared for your life like it's the 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 impunity that they operate with you know that you know and then the lack of consequences to that because the world does solidify their impunity it it you know it double down it doubles down on it it says yeah you're right you can take this black life it doesn't matter you know the we the same people tell us we're supposed to obey the police pushing the fucking police in the chest spitting in their face spitting in their face you know was it blue lives matter or is it white lives matter or is it only white lives matter you know that's why they couldn't fucking understand the concept of black lives matter they had they kept throwing an only in front of it because they've never felt that they've never had the they've never had the experience of two t-o-o they've never had the experience oh, no. of black lives matter two like okay? also in conjunction they've never had to experience that shit they've owned they've when always they say been they meant only them they've only it's, it's the difference between white power and black power oh yeah two you di- know two different things it's only for them it's exclusively to this whiteness um so yeah um that 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 that's where my head is right now um it was just um like i said super frustrating to see that shit uh definitely pissed me off um and confirmed exactly what i thought i didn't even see the video till today 
i read about this shit like two weeks ago and was like i know what happened I, like these white people's account him being uh he attacked us and then you know he got some criminal stuff in his record i, I said i this playbook how many times we've seen this it's the same playbook dog they've been criminalizing our existence since they fucking put us in, in cuffs and put us on this fucking shore man they've been doing that you know when they were lynching black people you know during uh you know reconstruction and all this shit and post reconstruction that shit was always about putting us back in our place and then you know this threat of this monstrous black man you know we got to get him under control gotta gotta do something to him you know oh he slept with my daughter he's a rapist i gotta go kill this motherfucker can't have none of these other whites thinking that shit you know so it's just to see it still happening um you know it's so easy to take us back there i guess or to take me back there let me speak for myself it's so easy for me to go back there you know and to be uh angry and stuff like that and it does make me angry and that's part of you know and it makes me sad too you know that's part of um this experience and that's part of um part of this show that's part of our platform i know it's a comedy show but ain't all this shit funny you know so anyway i felt compelled to talk about that to open um but yeah shout out to the publishers for um mm-hmm. for uh pulitzers publishers or however you pull uh, pulitzers uh shout out to them for uh 1619 um ida b wells i know uh there was a black man a gay black man who won for poetry like there were several different people even this american life which is not a black show but they won the first like audio publisher this american life does some awesome work like i like like when you talk about journalism they do that old school journalism when you be like well goddamn like i knew it took out the investigation and the things that they find they find you're like you know some of this shit take months and months of calling and emailing and shit like that like they do a great job yes you know what's crazy too man like that was for all the like i'm not my ancestor shit that our generation you know tries to put on t-shirts and stuff sometimes obviously not all of us but there's a contingent of ignorantly woke motherfuckers that think you know they the first niggas to ever deal with oppression and say i have a problem with this man back in ida's day motherfuckers would have ran up on these dudes like that's just what it was it was i mean not every single time but a lot more times than y'all understand a lot more than we were ever taught in school our people was like get our guns and go find one of them motherfuckers and then dare them to come back over here and then we gonna see yeah everybody wouldn't turn the other cheek uh you know this this thing where we yes a mess and then backing down and crossing the street and all that shit everybody was not like that the the anger and the rage and the frustration and sadness and depression and wanting to scream till you lose your voice that shit ain't new that that shit is not new uh every generation of black people feel that frustration like they they've been out here just chilling since february 23rd or whenever they killed this man walking around they just been being free doing, doing whatever. whatever they want to do doing whatever you know what i mean like don't ever disrespect the ancestors like that because because straight up we not them 
you know what i mean <laughs> like people was putting on their motherfucking like putting their lives on the line to avenge the lives of other people's taking and not find no fucking peaceful protest not with no signs none of this shit just run up on your house and like we gonna get the justice we deserve you know so uh or burn down some white part of town or some shit like that like it ain't all it wasn't all sweet is my point you know so you know I, that rage that we feel inside we've been feeling for hundreds and hundreds of years it's, yes, just, it's never gonna be sated because this country is this is america this is what this country is this is not you know we're yeah. not these altruistic things we're not these fucking flyover flags we're fucking protesting against a virus trying to go get it and and killing black people with no repercussions that's america you know so you know when when people i think sometimes people probably listen to the show and feel like um well extremely liberal people probably look at listen to the show and feel not left enough and shit but it's not that i'm not left enough it's just i don't think none of that shit can happen here look what the fuck they do to us socialism not gonna fix this we don't even, care for all ain't gonna fix this baby none of this shit is gonna happen none of this shit is possible here this is fucking tainted soil you know what i mean nothing can grow here that's why i don't believe in this fucking country so it's anyway uh let's sing the song butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow a reading rainbow your thought you cut yourself short because i was getting mad and i was <clears throat> i was getting mad i was getting emotional i didn't want to cry on the show so i just stopped this is your motherfucking show um <laughs> well i mean uh but yeah this is this is why i don't begrudge you know beyonce and them getting money this is why i don't fucking care if um you know um uh if black people get their feelings hurt when someone brings up that it is our responsibility and our duty to vote i believe in that shit me too and i'm not ashamed to believe in it and i don't give a fuck if it makes you feel bad it's all we got we got one bullet in the gun and we're fighting a fucking war you know what i mean like it's this is all we have left and you know i <laughs> it's why i don't care if, if joe biden's a perfect or even good candidate i don't give a fuck you know it's always been about mitigation of harm in this country we don't get to fucking dream because these dreams are never gonna come true not here not ever you know so to to i don't know it's like to 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 listen i'm not trying i'm not trying to knock people for having dreams i'm not trying to knock people for being optimistic but i can't join you in that you know what i mean because how the fuck can you believe a country that would elect donald trump right after president obama is a is this country that's ready for this fucking leftist movement how can you believe that you know like what 
you gonna tell me you gonna walk outside and jump off a building and fly like this nothing about the history of america should make you feel that way we're always fucking cut out of everything even when we have these movements in these ways we it's always some fucking catch it's always some shit they hate us more than they fucking love this country they hate us enough to handicap to kneecap this country so they'll never fucking grow the way that the american dream is pitched to everybody they fucked their own american dream up to get to us because niggas might get a little bit of it too and we can't have it i'd rather i'd rather be broke you know i'd rather die of uh covid19 if, if it's killing these niggas too you know that's that's the country so you know sometimes i feel and and this is something that uh you know uh that i know is an internal thing but sometimes i feel like i'm letting people down and uh that's 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 not something that uh it's something i'm working on because it's not a feeling i should have it's not something i'm doing to anyone being myself believing my beliefs you know these are backed by science and history and shit but sometimes i feel like damn i'm not meeting people at this like high road that they're at you know what i mean this optimistic like place of like oh yeah yeah, it's gonna be all right we're gonna do this it's gonna be better and i'm not denying history i'm not saying like oh things are worse than ever like i'm not saying shit like that but to 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 look at this and tell me it's a five-star meal is is a slap in my fucking face you know to tell me it's even capable of being a five-star meal is a slap in my fucking face like these are the scraps <laughs> you know what i mean this is the trash we are eating out of this is not a good place this is hell for us you know what i mean like everything gotta be better than this <laughs> and if you fucking uh you know take that knee like kaepernick hey, get the fuck out of the country then nigger go back to just solidifying what the fuck they are man they fucking hate us so goddamn much that's crazy it's a slap in the face ida b wells doesn't get recognized until 2020 dead she can't do shit with that you know like <laughs> it, it, i don't know it just seemed like such a rigged fucked up situation and we're put into it and we only basically the only thing we can do is try to like stave off as much as we can for our children and our people and the people that come behind us and i think that's why i get so furious at the idea that people would would slack shirk that off like it ain't shit you know or throw out some pie in the sky as it'll just be like this if we just call it's not we can't even be an ally with these people they fucking hate us we can't we just have to work with as much as we have mutually interested to get what we can that's all we got left we don't have shit else you know like we're not and every fucking idea has been thought of whether it's we going back to africa and fucking starting our own shit whether it's fucking uh we gonna have our own communities and lead them out we gonna uh we gonna integrate and we're gonna be nice we gonna fucking riot and burn the shit down we gonna march and be peaceful and sing songs we like it don't fucking matter all they hate us more than any of that shit works this is crazy that we still here is you know that's the feeling that i got and so like i said i didn't want to um get too angry about the shit but (laughs) um i don't i don't know how people can look at this shit and not be angry yeah because the 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 thing is 
I do get mad. I do get angry. I do get upset. There are things that bother me. There are things that that get to me. But I know for me uh, personally, I am still hopeful. But that's one of the things that helps me tick um, personally. Um, because, uh, like I said, we we kind of balance each other out. Because sometimes I can get so extremely to the other side. You get be like, hey, Karen, come come on now. You know, rain rein some of this in and, and, and look at what's really happening around you and I understand that it has to be a balance there but like I said I know me I could not function if 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 I had no hope me personally mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't do it I have to have something in me that tells me that it will be better I didn't say I, it, it's gonna be the greatest I didn't say it's gonna be the best I just said it will be better you know I I personally have to have that within me um because hope is the thing that gets me up in the morning hope is the thing that makes me realize that uh even though the world is is it can be and and is a, a place that can 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 just beat you down that there's always a tomorrow <laughs> you know i have to have hope that no there's no perfect white people but there are some white people out there that actually do care and do have hearts and are trying um because to me if 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 i was like that i would just be in a dark place and i would just give up i know me i would like fuck it fuck it fuck it fuck them what's the purpose what's the point like i might as well do what the fuck yeah, I, I want to do i'm not saying i don't have any hope it's just it's grounded in realism i don't have i don't believe in fairy tales is all i'm saying like a lot of this shit is fairy tales you know it's like i said um i tried not to engage on some of it because you know i can control myself i can control my my point of view on things um but i don't know i just can't be in denial about this shit and i think so many people have been in denial about the seriousness agreed which is why we're here right you know um michelle obama said something um and of course people took it out of context or whatever or or they may have taken out of context let me just say that but um she uh said something and niggas jumped in her shit again uh for like that last time we went we did a whole fucking episode about how the shit was completely out of context and uncalled for we played the fucking um video on the show yeah it was was something obama said at a speech or something she said at a speech wasn't it right it was at her they have like a summit every year or whatever it was at that um but with michelle obama this time um there were a couple quotes floating around as a matter of fact i should probably find these quotes before i start talking about it because okay. i know that uh but 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 uh yeah but while you're searching for that but yeah it has it has to be a uh a, a balance and i've learned how to balance that like like it's 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 a balancing act and yes you have to stay based in reality because like you said you can't be so far in la la land that you uh missed the boat um but at the same time uh i i know for me you can't i can't be so angry that i'm just in a i think for me i will be in a permanent anger if i didn't have hope <laughs> well that's the thing though i am always angry oh i yeah, i might be funny and all that shit but i'm always angry too 
you, you no, know you know I, i'm angry too i just for the fact that that hope just don't just it, it doesn't lash out all the time but yeah it's it's put like this it's a low burning anger flame that that burns in my heart constantly i just don't let it out all the time so here it is this is the quote and like i said it's definitely skewed to be taken out of context the title of this article on news one says michelle obama says she understands trump understands the only thing in quotes in this sentence understands trump voters but quote unquote our folks who didn't vote felt like slap in the face a lot of lot of cherry picking of the quote um so she did um uh i guess she was talking about her it, oh she it was in her documentary coming out on uh, becoming on this coming out on netflix so mm-hmm. we'll get to hear it for ourselves but she said it takes some energy to go high we were exhausted from it when you're the first black anything she said you know talking about obama and, and her being the first black first couple you know the day i left the white house it was painful to sit on that stage and then a lot of our folks didn't vote it was almost a slap in the face and so of course people were saying um you know this is clearly about black people she she clearly is saying black people don't vote uh, i understand or didn't vote for hillary clinton i understand the people who voted for trump the the people who didn't vote at all the young people the women that's when that's when you think man people think this is a game it wasn't just in this election every midterm every time barack didn't get the congress he needed that was because our folks didn't show up after all that work they just couldn't be bothered to vote at all that's my trauma so of course people are taking our folks to mean black folks which i don't agree with i think she mean she's talking about the people literally the subject of that previous sentence which was the young the people who didn't vote at all the young people and the women um now of course it won't be as salacious unless we take offense to it and say she means black people don't vote and all this shit but let's let's not even give her the benefit of the doubt let's do let's let's say she really did just only mean black people and nobody else fuck that sentence before that where she said people who didn't vote at all young people and women fuck that part let's say she meant only black people black people didn't turn out enough to vote to to help uh you know in the midterms and to get hillary clinton to win and stuff so i wouldn't feel bad if that's what the fuck she said and and it is a smack a slap in the face what like fucking vote what the fuck is the problem right like, you, like them niggas didn't vote then got mad and offended when people was like bitch your your vote was not suppressed you could vote nobody took away your right to vote you had the freedom to go and vote like you that, chose not to like if you chose not to vote just because because fuck it i don't care then i hope you do have your feelings hurt who like why when the fuck did we get so precious about everybody's goddamn feelings around shit like that like clearly that's not what the fuck she meant Mm-mm. but if she meant that okay so you offended so what you gonna do not vote again you stupid ass do you see the fucking country burning around around your ass do you not see this shit you need some more evidence that she was fucking right listen to black women except you know when they telling talking and shit we we say we should listen to them afterwards i saw mark lamar hill on twitter talking about uh somewhere mark michael jordan's um michael jordan's mom told him to like take the nike contract and not adidas and he was like that's why we should listen to black women i'm like like the 94 percent of them that voted for hillary clinton in 2016 listen to black women or listen to them just conveniently as a fucking slogan to put on a goddamn t-shirt because you don't really give a fuck no super dumb you know as if black women are monolithic anyway but the point being like that doesn't even make a still make sense you don't people take that advice when they feel like it mm-hmm 
you listen to the ones you agree with the ones you like you voted for fucking jill stein like what are you talking about you know it's that type of shit that nonsense is out there that's what the fuck she's mad about that's her trauma and i don't fucking blame her because it's my goddamn trauma too you know you listen to people to be so fucking casual about this shit that is literally killing people and then bitch every fucking day since 2016 every fucking day i gotta listen to these people come on bitch as if they weren't complicit you cannot have you cannot want all the credit for hillary clinton losing but none of the blame for donald trump winning that's not how math works so either you're part of the fucking problem you're part of the solution it's that fucking simple people say they hate our political system but i'll tell you this much that's the part that that makes sense at the end it makes it real easy to be like these are the people on your side and these are the people not these are your two choices these are the people that 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 care about your life and want to protect it and protect people's marginalized people and these are the people that actually want to attack those lives like there's there's not a lot of choices there's not a lot of difference between there's not a lot of gray area between those sides white people get to run around saying both sides are the same and fucking uh snowflake special misfit black people get to run around saying that shit too and any other black person with their fucking brain working and their eyes working is like these motherfuckers are not the same like any every, all the rest of us are not saying that's because these white folks is perfect i love it over here. we're just going these motherfuckers ain't the same what one of them is like i don't like you but you can live here the other person's like i die nigger die and y'all was out here trying to tell me that's okay so yeah she didn't mean it that way clearly Mm-mm. but y'all are the ones who take it that way i'm glad you took it that way you need content that bad you want to be the victim that bad good keep being a victim you're useless you're not helping i'm glad you're offended be offended enough to vote right offend your ass down to what well, what you gonna do not vote again who gives a fuck you're you're just you're useless you my brother told me something uh, a long time ago and i'll never forget i think it all the time he says if you're not useful you're useless now some people would think oh that's like almost like an insult but what he but essentially it's the truth if you if you will not be of use there is no use for you what the fuck else can i do with you usefulness is an attribute you know i'm not saying it in the the skeevy way like i want to use you and i want to take your money and no but to be of use is a virtue so yeah be fucking useful or leave me the fuck alone uh anyway but yeah like uh seeing people cry foul over that bullshit man it's like they're so determined to try to twist it into the obamas are the real problem and while while trump fucking you know just goes around and can c- completely destroys every everything in this country and his people around here like you literally can't take your black ass outside without a mask right now but yes the obamas let's do tell do tell how they that's the real problem let's be mad at michelle that's that'll fix it you know so you mad at gabrielle union that'll fix it like the <laughs> at what point is uh that 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 black man killed in georgia at what point is is that trial gonna go to fruition and then you know run up against one of them trump appointed judges hmm has anyone thought of this yet yeah 30 percent of the 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 the, some of them judges like up to 30 percent are people that he put in there like i i'm just i'm just sick of this shit man so it's 
you know i hate I, like i said i hate to turn it into that, that type of show where it's all angry and shit but <laughs> god damn man like well, I, so yeah. many people have a fucking hand in this and then when you turn around they be like oh my god who killed this who killed this our only chance for hope here who killed our only fucking chance it's like nigga the knife is in your hand blood is still dripping off of it you you part of the fucking problem you killed it too you don't want no fucking you don't want no responsibility in this shit you know it's just i don't know this is stupid stupid. (laughs) (laughs) all right um let's get into the show stuff i guess um oh fuck coronavirus right um, oh you got us a bop let me go look and see if i can find a coronavirus song real quick uh i've been liking these bops lately yeah a lot everybody sent me the big gretch song uh which is dope but uh I, i'll probably play it on the feedback show or something it's not named coronavirus which is uh what i tried to go with oh here's a new one it's called uh wait six feet you got coronavirus didn't we do this one probably so i think i, I don't know well, it's called but it's about 99 percent is it explicit i don't know <coughs> oh wait yeah 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 wait we did that oh, one. we did that mm-hmm. one. we did that one. hold on let me find a different one um how about um blue bucks blue bucks clan is that like Are you sure the bloods version of the Ku Klux Klan and why is it still Klan why wouldn't it be Blue Bucks Bland uh, you know I'm gonna play it anyway I get fly as fuck I don't wanna stop as fuck bottom of my feet got coronavirus my niggas came for the hoes but they want the violence but once they on your ass I can't tell them nothing all this to the face I ain't selling it in the trenches shooting dice I don't play cards speeding from the cops in the race car facing woods underneath race stars heard they took your shit they can't take ours bus playing we them niggas you can't pick on in the club standing on the couches that you sit on my bitch at the house telling me to bring a bitch home and this bitch balling like I'm Tim Zone Bitch can't crush to me, I bring the rent home. Bring the rent home. Nigga, when we went to Gumbers, you got picked on. Bitch. All these buttons on these pants, yeah, they clipped on. They clipped on. I just bought my bitch some Uggs, yeah, to slip on. Yeah, I Yo, do not like telling me to text him when I get home. When I get home. Bitch is saying I ain't fat, I'm just big bone. Big bone. Remember beating niggas up, getting sent home. This is not a coronavirus song. He said coronavirus is starting the title of his coronavirus. But the rest of the song ain't got nothing to do with coronavirus. He bringing bitches home, he gambling in the street corners. What the hell is this? I didn't promise they'd be good. <laughs> I said they were going to be coronavirus songs. Cause they went broke, they went broke. Blowing up like some cola in a mento. Mento. Thousand dollar shoes on my big toe. Blinky eyes big as fuck, but they fit though. Big ass coloring in like a limo. Flex on these niggas, ain't no gym though. Clan making niggas leave, man, run off. She want me to fuck, but we gotta drop your son off. Lame ass nigga front peas, I'ma run off. Your slippers strapped up, they can't come off. Wow, that that's terrible that was not good that's the worst coronavirus song i think we played so far mm-hmm. i don't like i didn't like that one blue bucks mm. clan that's terrible a thumbs down baby it was I, off I, I beat. Like, it was it didn't you make just no said sense coronavirus one time yeah he just mm-hmm. said coronavirus put it in the title because he knew he was searching for it but it was a horrible song homie uh anyway coronavirus news because uh you know this shit is still out here yeah it is still fucking with people um 
let's see where we should start um wendy's is running out of beef where's the beef apparently not at wendy's one in five wendy's is out of beef analyst says because of the meat shortage because you know they ordered that shit in bulk <laughs> uh some of these plants had to stop producing meat um so the food supply chain is so breaking down gonna be the spicy chicken chicken nuggets chicken salad <laughs> oh you know what that might explain when we went to go to cadobas and i wanted some barbacoa and it wasn't on the thing we didn't want to go to cadoba we we're gonna have it delivered i mean house. that's what i meant and, we, um, we we was trying to order uh through the phone and i want some barbacoa and they have any product because they didn't got no beef ground beef was still on there though i don't know why but yeah they running out of beef man um and then uh yeah so maybe that maybe that's what it is maybe other restaurants will be affected as well mm-hmm. um because the way that they have those conditions and stuff like it's just a power for getting it's like place plants like that and then like prisons are just powder kegs for this saw another thing where 192 women out of like 196 inmates tested positive for coronavirus in one of these uh facilities good like, god yeah like this is the nightmare that people said was gonna happen you can't social distance in a fucking six by ten cell or whatever but no walls is bars yeah uh let's see amazon vice president quits after the company silently fires employees who were worried about COVID-19. The vice president of Amazon has stepped down from his position due to the company firing protesting workers. Taking to his official website, Tim Bray, former vice president of Amazon Web Services, uh, explained why he quit in dismay. Firing whistleblowers isn't just a side effect of macroeconomic forces, nor is it intrinsic to the function of free markets. It is evidence of a vein of toxicity running through the company culture. I choose neither to serve nor drink that poison. Come on. Bray revealed that he reached a breaking point and snapped when the company fired two employees who put together a stage climate walkout. Back in uh, March, former employees Marin Costa and Emily Cunningham created a petition requesting that Amazon take better care of their employees during the crisis. Costa and Cunningham suggested that Amazon expand sick leave, offer hazard play, pay, and child care for its warehouse workers. Amazon also fired an employee by the name of Christian Smalls for leading a protest in response to the lack of support from the company and a poor pandemic response to COVID-19. However, Amazon's reasons for firing Smalls was due to him breaking their quarantine policy after being exposed to the virus around the pro- to attend the protest. As for Costa and Cunningham, Amazon claimed they broke the company's policy by asking coworkers to sign petitions. VP shouldn't go publicly rogue, so I escalated through the proper channels and by the book break continued adding that he decided to quit in solidarity with those who have been fired remaining an amazon, an amazon vp would have meant in effect signing off on the actions i despise so i resigned the victims weren't abstract entities but real people here are some of their names courtney bowden gerald bryson marion costa emily cunningham bashir muhammad and chris smalls come bray, on bray explained that the recent firings are the evidence of a vein of toxicity running through the company culture um furthermore from the beginning of the outbreak brace said amazon's response to the worldwide crisis has been chicken shit and designed to create a climate of fear against his employees at the end of the day the big problem isn't the specifics of COVID 19 responses that amazon treats humans in the warehouse as fungible units of pick and pack potential only that's not just amazon it's how 21st century capitalism is done damn uh now i do wonder what he thought he was signing up for when he uh joined amazon but also like 
it's dope that he didn't just leave but also said some about like why he left and how fucked up it is yeah you know because it's one of the things where he didn't think he was signing up for that you know because people take job you know work at companies all the time and you get in there and you be like oh this ain't what they promised me like you know and the thing is i'm glad that he spoke out and i'm glad that he said something because a lot of people won't and don't you know they're gonna criticize him why'd you wait till now you know a lot of people see fucked up shit at day regular nine to five all the goddamn time what you do you look you blink your eyes you keep on trucking because you want that paycheck well also he did go through the proper channels he didn't just give up he right. he was like this is fucked up i'm raising the you know same thing gabby gabby uh that gabby did with america's got talent like you try to work within the company it's not like i just ran to twitter and started some shit it's like hey you guys have a policy and procedure for this i'm saying these things do need to be addressed and then they went eh, fuck it we're not gonna do that so yeah but again because because i know it also had to be frustrated for him working there when you see these commercials and all the commercials whether the warehouse workers be they be in mass they be social distancing with the smiles on their face he'd be like oh this is some bullshit right um let's see new york governor started to order grocery stores to administer coronavirus tests yeah this is what i was saying earlier that this is a great idea Mm -hmm. these are actually the frontline workers not these are the essential workers Mm -hmm. the essential workers are the ones that should be getting these tests not um not it shouldn't be based on like if you can afford it or how if you're a celebrity or whatever unless you're a celebrity that comes into contact with a lot of people i get that like right when they were testing sports figures and shit i actually was like that's actually yeah, smart actors that travel all over the world that makes yeah, sense that was actually smart who's more likely to have been in an airplane and been around a crowd of fucking people correct um it's these people but yeah at any rate um i actually uh think this is a great idea and i think more people need to be implementing stuff like this yeah like like you said it needs to be grocery store people that work in the fast food industry restaurant workers like those are the people uh, drivers like people that work for like rib hub people that's like constantly out there those are people need to be tested yeah uh michigan now has the highest mortality rates from coronavirus in america while protests still continue yep wonder why they mayor was like don't give a fuck about y'all protesting this the shit's still locked down like you you out here is the reason why i have to keep this in order i mean the governor the governor yeah yeah you stand out here walking up in here with these guns is the reason why i have to keep this stay your ass at home in order you're not gonna change my mind Big and shout out, shout out to them governors that's like oh y'all think y'all threaten me mm-mm, mm-mm. don't care i'm not lifting nobody's rules yeah she came out and said that you know she was sickened by how it, much it was racist and white supremacists out there she was like this, this is the worst of the state right here like that's not the values we gonna uphold um but yeah they have the highest death rate of coronavirus in the u.s even as the state continues to be divided by protesters who want to end the state strict stay-at-home orders um it has far fewer overall cases than new york or new jersey the state has more than four thousand deaths as of saturday which gives them a fatality rate of 9.13 percent according to the data most of the fatal cases of coronavirus appear to be centered in poverty-stricken areas in the city of detroit according to data which surrounding counties accounting for at least 70 percent of the cases at 81 percent of the deaths uh these figures come as the state continues to be divided by some of the militant protests against governor gretchen whitmer whitmer's lockdown after her declaration of a state of emergency 
uh last week uh hundreds of angry protesters some armed with rifles stormed the state house frightening lawmakers who had to wear bulletproof vests to protect themselves so yeah um and my main thing is um they don't care you saw the place that she they named as the main hot spot is detroit poor black people live there mm-hmm they're like why we got to stay locked down for them niggas yeah you know so of course they don't care she's like but y'all dying too i hope y'all know yeah yeah y'all in here breathing on everybody now everybody in here uh could possibly get it you're spreading to each other and then you're gonna be sick and in the hospital in the next uh, 14 to 21 to 30 days a michigan security guard was killed um and police are investigating and apparently it was over a face mask dispute people is killing me with these face masks shit they's like well, they're killing security yeah, i mean family. yeah i mean yeah they're they like that they, yeah they, they, yeah they're not literally killing me they they killing over face masks i'm like what is the big thing about it other than people just going you can't tell me what to do he told them they couldn't come into the store because uh they didn't have a face mask on like i think the daughter or something uh the people tried to go in anyway he told the cashier and stuff don't serve them and they left came back and the father and son had a gun and shot him in the back of the head and killed him yep so uh police are investigating it and uh everyone involved in, in the dispute was black so you know that people acting crazy out here uh missourians who tipped off county about lockdown rule breakers fear retaliation at their detail release yeah so um they have this uh this thing where you're supposed to report people that are violating social distancing and gathering and stuff someone hacked it and then released it on facebook with people's names and all this stuff wow people ain't shit good people are like i got to stay in the house the fuck is this the names and addresses of approximately 900 people in missouri were released as part of a media request under the sunshine law which allows for the release of information submitted to a public agency except for wrongdoing and abuse tips to me i'm like isn't this them reporting on wrongdoing st louis county has urged the community to share details of anyone not following the guidelines in response to the coronavirus pandemic and noted in terms of conditions that information may be shared publicly however some people may not have read the small print submitted tips via online right. form and email right. from the Be- end of march because they wouldn't have told you they wouldn't have told you many had asked for their communications to remain private still the documents published online ended up being shared on social media and one man jared toshed uh help this spread further when he posted in a facebook group here you go the gallery of snitches busybodies and employees who rat out their own neighbors and employers over the panic demic because of course he don't believe in the pandemic yeah, uh you're risking their lives and all that shit you know and it's and it's one of those things where people are gonna if somebody dies and my family member die for this i'm looking at you like the fuck like uh why would you have a line like this and then you not protect the people that's calling in um yep uh so yeah the complaints resulted in 29 businesses receiving citations in april and now people are worried they may get fired because some of the people were reporting on companies they work for like hey they got us in here they're not following the rules right i'm not only worried about covid i'm worried about someone showing up at my door showing up at my workplace and getting me fired for doing what is right said a tipster named patricia when there is something that happens next time i'm not gonna be feel safe or protected enough to call a local authority right 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 that's what's gonna happen 
and this shit gonna spread and it's gonna get bad and y'all gonna be like ain't nobody calling a lot no bitch because you told last time what the fuck i'm gonna call you for this time patricia has lupus and two other people in her household have autoimmune diseases which put them at high risk of getting seriously ill or dying if they contract coronavirus we're in a society where doing what's right doesn't always get rewarded we have to do, be extra careful because we don't have the strength to fight this i saw a lot of businesses that were non-essential that were open and had lines outside parking lots filled as if the order order didn't matter to them and that was kind of frustrating um so yeah it's it's just this is what the fuck people think is smart to do report on these people and and my thing is i don't understand how you're gonna have a hotline like this and be like well your shit could be public you should you you should tell people this when you say call the hotline this information could be what they do but it's it it, they do but it's in small print it's It's a small print for fucking reason and they know if they told people that then they wouldn't report you know and guess what they know now so guess what they're not gonna be calling which means the people that violate the rules are winning right because now i'm not picking up the phone i'm just gonna ride by that party and they're gonna keep partying and spreading the fucking disease a uh, video of California doctor stoking conspiracy theories should have never gone should never have gone viral. Uh, this is advice dot com by Jason I think Kobler, and I won't read the whole thing. I'll just get to the summary of it. So there's a couple of YouTube videos that were deleted, uh, or a video that was deleted with a couple of doctors. There were California emergency room doctors who criticized the state's COVID nineteen shutdown. By the time it was deleted, uh, it had been tweeted by Elon Musk viewed more than five million times and texted uh to, to, to this author of this piece by to him by conservative uh conservative family members the doctors have become heroes among a sect of right of the right that wants to immediately reopen the economy regardless of the human toll the video was and is dangerous but by deleting it youtube has made these two men martyrs in the right's ongoing war in which they claim silicon valley and the left are censoring conservatives um and so essentially he says the video shouldn't even shouldn't have been deleted they should have left it up and maybe put like a disclaimer or something before it what do you think i don't know i don't i can understand you taking it down and i can understand you leaving it up like i know that might sound wild but i i i i, I could see both ways from their perspective because they actually don't give a fuck truthfully they let all types of shit go out there all the time without disclaimers and shit like that because you said it's youtube right yeah yeah you youtube don't give a fuck yeah youtube YouTube don't care yeah here's what i'll say delete the shit um delete it ban the people from the platform i don't understand and this is such a fundamentally white point of view this thing where it's like no man it should have never went viral in the first place well it's too fucking late they don't have a billion employees at youtube and you know they don't do a good enough job of catching shit when it goes up they catch shit when it goes viral and they like take it down right you know um not every algorithm can catch this not a person in there's not enough people in the fucking world to watch every video that gets uploaded to youtube to see like if it's gonna go viral or not i'm sure there's tons of videos like this that don't go viral and shit right so his solution was some bullshit it was some pie in the sky if i had a time machine yeah well we don't have a fucking time machine the videos out there it needs to be fucking deleted okay because it needs the other message youtube send is sending when they delete something like that is we don't stand for that shit on our platform facebook still got the video up and people have reposted it millions of times and all this shit but when uh 
when that person like killed somebody and and like in new zealand and he had video of him doing a mass shooting they were able to find a way to take that down everywhere on youtube on facebook so they don't have the will and that tells you a lot about facebook here they let that doctor video stay up and that's why that shit is a cesspool over there but the point of the point that i'm trying to get to is um we have to stop and by we i mean people on the left um and mostly as white people but we have to stop letting racist ignorant right-wing people dictate the tenor of the conversation by being like but what about them they're gonna take this in and they're gonna act like martyrs they're not martyrs and who gives a fuck guess what else they're gonna do if you lead a video up take this and act like the victim that's what they always do there's never gonna be a time where they don't claim some type of bias that's the playbook for this type of of personality and i that's not even just a right-wing thing Mm -mm. look at bernie sanders people anything happened it's the media against bernie sanders and his people it's never maybe we fucked up maybe that wasn't the best or maybe we're just not as popular as we think we are it's never that it's always the fucking bias of the media certain people love to be the victim in these situations agreed even when they not even when they're the bully they're the victim so letting them set the table for what the fuck the response should be is stupid delete that shit take it off your site fuck them like that's crazy to me like and that's why the fuck you can't never have no white people in charge of shit you know what i mean that's how we got here white people being in charge of, of the internet these startups and these major fucking media corporations and claiming no responsibility and uh, thinking freedom of speech means letting people say racist derogatory shit and fucking uh buying on, on those messages and become big ass groups that meet up in real life and do we will not replace those rallies and you just hide your hand and go i i mean it's freedom of speech I, I if i delete the videos they'll be even more mad like nigga you could have stopped this years ago you chose not to this is what the fuck we have start doing your job delete this shit you don't mind deleting me and my friends when we say some shit that that you don't like come on uh, fem, um women that are feminists and uh men are trash right now somebody white people it's the white people doing blah 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 oh you gotta gotta delete that you bad you'll find that one though won't they right you know like you can't be the people that platform alex jones and then uh you know and but you find a way to, to make you know uh certain politicians and dominant silk shit stay on your websites but you know somebody for black lives matter gotta always be fighting a ban or getting their account deleted like yeah they pick they make their choices you know and you can't and the only reason they care about these people and if they'll their feelings will be hurt and they'll use it as a rallying cry because they're white people because there's actual victims of shit happening out here and y'all don't ever care about us that way anyway fuck that bullshit <laughs> um all right uh how much time we got left we got? 41 okay all right we'll probably have to make another session or something um all right so definitely not doing fucking with black people Mm-mm. Mm. everybody that, got a hundred no that much is true today um let's uh i guess do some uh white people news maybe yay lighten it up with that um let me get my white people news cover song um oh man i saw this one randomly somewhere i don't even, i don't remember if someone sent this to me or someone may have dm'd this to me but uh it's so good um 
let me uh put it on my screen oh my computer probably gonna freeze so karen be on the lookout I will. in the chat for me freezing and not moving all of a sudden share this shit you guys know my computer is ghetto uh is anything coming through am i moving still you still moving i know sometimes it's okay kind of slow. all right so that means it probably will load hopefully yeah, but then look for the error message you know sometimes i'm like hey you took too long yeah it's not giving me an error message so far um but still not sharing my screen i hear it i don't see nothing all right hold on let me give me one second guys i want y'all to see this because this this woman is fine so uh, you know i love to share my my talented fine sisters with y'all okay all right let's do it <laughs> okay yeah it said it totally took too long all right let me try this again um yeah i don't know she ain't have no I was like, this woman had no right to be too fine. This fine, or whatever. Ha ha. Um. All right, is it showing yet? I'm trying. It's trying now. Okay. All right. Now here we go. Her name's Ayana Witter Johnson. <laughs> oh and she's playing this cello by the way guys just want to let y'all know okay can you make a full screen uh i did okay it, it might take a second no problem it, oh you mean full oh wait hold up i know what you mean mm-hmm. hold on buddy. oh my, my bad nope nope no problem no, it's just a click of a button um just with my uh just you know it's gonna make a smaller later mm-hmm. uh, did that even work this might be slow responding one more time i think that did it that did it yes all right here we go guys sorry about all that delay she doing this all by herself like, it's no you don't have to put on the red light i loved you since i knew you i wouldn't talk down to you and to tell you just
god come on bass violin bass cello <laughs> and she did that shit all by herself there's no band she did all mm-hmm. the percussion is her like tapping on the Mm-mm. on the instrument and she got some good mic she's singing and the other one is like con- connected to her her bass violin bass cello whichever one it is and mm-hmm. and honey she was doing her thing her all white and her a uh, gold choker come yeah. on gold choker Mm-hmm. She's fine too. That was that was the complete total package. Okay, I'm about to go to the orchestra now. All right, I'm that in. That was beautiful. I didn't know that's what the orchestra was like. It gets, that, a little culture. Yeah. That's all. I feel like that's all you need to let me know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they be out there, <laughs> yellowing it up all thick for no reason. Um. All right. So that's y'all's man. Uh. Reveal leader of group peddling bleach as coronavirus cure wrote to Trump this week. Yeah, so he this is the week that he pitched the what was that last week that he was like you can drink drink bleach or put it right in the blood. Yeah, so that it was he got an email from that person, so he was like, oh yeah, I better go say that. Um, Trump said he'll block coronavirus aid for U.S. Postal Service if it doesn't hike prices. conservatives have been trying to privatize the post office since reagan and if it wasn't for reagan because the post office actually used to make money until reagan tried to privatize it and fucked it up um and since then it's always needed money it's never made money so it was already doing the thing that conservatives claimed they wanted to do until he bothered until he went and fucked it all up um and now they've been trying to basically bankrupt it for the better part of what 40 years now 30 40 years um so yeah this is why you know this so so now that they need aid because they were hard one of the hardest hit institutions by coronavirus all of a sudden it's well y'all better raise y'all prices now i thought republicans were for smaller government less money when so now we want the post office to be charging us more why would that be but but the thing is this they have so many rules and regulations on what the post office even though they're 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 quote-unquote independent they still connected to the federal government to an extent because they have rules and regulations on what they cannot do what they can sell what they can't sell like they got a bunch of fucking restrictions for something that's supposed to be independent from the goddamn federal government it's just kind of interesting karen that's all it's just kind of interesting to your boy um let's see trump says briefing's not worth the effort amid fallout for his disinfected comments so yeah he he got his fifis hurt because people was like that's the dumbest shit anyone's ever said you shouldn't put fucking bleach in your blood or uv light in your lungs and he was like uh my feelings hurt i shouldn't even do these briefings but of course he he was gonna cancel him then he uncanceled him because he needs to be on tv he needs to be trump hosts for massive rallies of twenty five thousand people this year listen i know i'm not saying i hope they had them fucking rallies is what i'm saying i hope they have them i hope all twenty five thousand of them show up and i hope i hope they all show up i hope they have the fucking rallies do whatever you need to do okay y'all go have your rallies boo boo okay and you know what i hope some black people come that's right i know y'all like rob but black people might die from coronavirus i know but you know which black people want to come 
your cousins that's on facebook talking about coronavirus from the 5g go on your ass out there too playboy ah! go ahead go ahead and get to coughing on some people okay go out there and get to coughing okay we might be able to suppress day votes for the first time okay we're gonna have them two laid up in the house they're gonna want us to vote by mail then when the coronavirus on their ass stupid motherfuckers oh Twenty-five thousand people are you crazy are you fucking crazy there is no venue that can hold twenty-five thousand people whether six feet apart there will be no social distancing he means regular back their life no coronavirus cure just motherfuckers packed on each other coughing and sweating and spitting on each other that's the fuck he means what an idiot um after one tweet to president trump a man got a 69 million dollar um he <laughs> what a silicon valley engineer tweeted at donald trump that he could get medical supplies and donald trump told new york um the 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 uh the state or whatever hey this you know not donald trump but the white house donald trump uh who you know who uh told new york hey work out a deal with this guy and they did some fucking rando he said he could make ventilators hey some random dude his name is joe pines on twitter he replied to donald trump uh because donald trump said general motors must immediately open their stupid abandoned lordstown plant in ohio or some other plant and start making ventilators now for get going on ventilators fast and he replied back we can supply icu ventilators invasive and non-invasive have someone call me urgent not a single ventilator ever arrived of course not fucking of course not a state official speaking on background because he was not authorized to publicly discuss the terms of the deal said new york entered into contract with Orrin pines at the direct recommendation of the white house coronavirus task force nearly a month later new york has terminated the contract and the state is now trying to recover all of the money it paid the silicon valley electrical engineer officials refused to say how much the state had been able to claw back we're in discussion on a few remaining issues said heather Grohl. and i would of course say this person that grifted them is a piece of shit but this is what happens when you have a president that fucking lives on twitter some more who gets a reply on twitter and goes yeah and when you have two different coronavirus task force one of which he's trying to take he's trying to wind down the one guess which one the ones that tell him facts the one with fauci and burks on it the ones the that's out there is like y'all open up this motherfucking country he want to keep gonna be worse he want to keep the propaganda one open the one with his jared kushner on it and ivanka trump the, the one the ones that be like do what you want to open right. it open the economy back up like he want to keep that <laughs> yeah de- de- death is a part of the process <laughs> oh man all right let's get into these this white people news the lighter news let's do it all right um amanda Bynes is not pregnant also not living in a sober facility according to her attorney okay mm, you know it's nice and white when you can uh you let your attorney speak for you i know they got pictures of us i'm gonna know i mean i guess I'll, let me show y'all this picture I guess. it's not because it's not 
you always do this but this is not a picture article this is oh my bad some of the articles i don't know why i think every all them picture articles some of, this, they, now this one just happens to have a terrible picture that i want y'all to see but oh no i don't know why they picked this picture who is that man kissing on her uh she was engaged to paul michael so i guess that's paul michael her okay. ex fiance Ooh, i don't know that way right i don't know why you asked but um <laughs> yeah so that's a picture but no all of these aren't picture articles okay i'll, I'll let y'all know when it's a picture article <laughs> i assume they all pictures um, it was like white people pictures yeah so yeah in a state uh so yeah uh in, in march Barnes 33 shared a picture of an ultrasound on instagram writing baby on board in a caption so that's why people thought it was she was pregnant but then the post was deleted and then her her lawyer came out and said she's not she's not pregnant she's not living in a sober living facility either she's sheltered in a safe location and is doing very well any reports that amanda is suffering from drug alcohol addiction issues are completely false she is seeking treatment for ongoing mental health issues we ask for privacy during this time for any speculation about her personal life from the public and the media to see so amanda can focus on getting better hmm, at least she's fucking on her mental health issues everybody needs some and this the way the way things going on now everybody need to be checked on yeah i think she was like a child star she's been around a long time yeah and so i guess things uh i guess have gone gone downhill mm-hmm. a news anchor from spain found himself in an awkward situation when his at-home broadcast included an unexpected guest oh shit yeah last week during alfonso merlo's estada de alarma uh broadcast which he was having to do remotely due to novel coronavirus pandemic mm-hmm. a partially dressed woman walked by behind him as he was seemingly unawares oh shit mm-hmm. there was some non-communication happening there mm-hmm. uh viewers noticed that the woman who appeared to be wearing a bra was another journalist named alexia rivas <gasps> and not maria lopez the woman who that merlos was known to be dating at the time oh no several fans i guess he didn't Mm -hmm. tell her uh he was going live the uh the mistress no 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 the dude on the dude the the, the, uh dude should be like text her like hey don't come in here i'm 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 live yeah so he didn't tell the mistress right 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 here's the thing i'm saying though what if he did tell her oh and she purposely did that yeah purposely like yeah. what if she blew up his spot she was like you know what dog i'm a, I'm about to be the main bitch i'm tired of being the side chick okay i'm uh-uh. tired of this there's a forecast of rain me raining monday come on <laughs> tuesday like what if that was her she was like i'm tired of this i don't know if y'all can see it in this thing here um i don't know if i had to make my screen big or whatever but she she is uh let me see if i can zoom in she is in the right hand corner corner. yeah the bottom right hand corner um so uh it's getting a little bigger y'all see her she don't got no drawers on so you know they've been fucking (gasps) oh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's (laughs) that's why you need to have them tight shots them them, them them shots that just stick on stick to your head <laughs> mm-hmm. that's why you need to get them filters that you need a zoom background come on zoom uh microsoft teams you know 
people joke about them filters but that's the purpose of it you can you know or, or either even if you don't have to they allow you to blur the background so you can't see shit happening behind you mm-hmm. bet you that's one time he wish he, he'd have had it uh, what if she thought he had the filter on and that was the problem oh she might have she was like why you didn't have a fucking filter on Mm-mm-mm. And it like she's not paying attention either because i think she's in the back on the phone right right so she may she might and she might not even know she's in the shot right i mean she know now yeah she does but uh <laughs> her time, and everybody else does too yeah i wonder what what that i have the uh audio from the phone call actually uh too give me this i could pull it up <laughs> What's up, girl? Uh, I'm stuck in deck right now. Let me call you right back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what I conversation with. If you think my attitude You're like, girl, I see you on TV. Mar- I know you sucking dick. Uh, Marcos later addressed the incident on the Anna Rose show and said that he has he had broken up with his famous girlfriend prior to it. And his girlfriend is, uh, she's on Big Brother at the time. So uh marta lopez uh if you think that my attitude is not being correct or that there are things that i've not done well i have no problem asking for forgiveness although my goal was not to harm someone else he later reiterated merlo's sentiment Rivas later reiterated merlo's sentiment that he was not dating anyone when they got together i didn't get into a relationship he told me he was single she said according to metro uk we have been seeing each other for three weeks however lopez has alleged that she and merlos had not broken up but they were simply in the midst of an argument we were on a break shout out to white people news i've <laughs> i've had <laughs> i have been mad at alfonso for four days You're like you on big brother <laughs> four days i've been mad at alfonso for four days that's he long did, enough he didn't want me to do something that affected my family i did it and he got mad um lopez told the spanish outlet per metro are you, uk are you sure he might have broke up she might not know they broke up but right. they just broke up it's an open relationship on his side come on it added that she and merlos had even been on lockdown together during the pandemic damn you might want to get checked for more than the covid did okay it's a lot of viruses they ain't got nothing to do with that corona you might want to get checked out for because this motherfucker sound like he is community media dick okay come on he is giving everybody the lowdown at the he's get, pr- he's the sprinkling the, he's sprinkling the showers on everybody ain't he a weatherman mm, i don't know i don't know i don't know what i forgot Imagine he's a weatherman i don't know he might not be but i'm a joke like he a weatherman uh jojo says taylor swift sympathize with her over loot years before taylor swift's own taylor swift's own master's drama uh and i'm not talking about jojo facing and jojo no because i'm about to say what this jojo appears to be a white woman now obviously i've never heard of her before Mm-mm. but that doesn't mean she ain't famous right there's a lot of famous white people i have no idea who they are just means she's white that's all it means um uh she just released her new album good to know but jojo reveals that her career was put on a put at a standstill a few years ago due to a seemingly incessant legal battle with her le- former label taylor sympathized with her when that was happening after releasing her breakout smash leave get out in 2004 jojo became a pop music mainstay with her subsequent hits baby it's you and too little too late that is three songs i've never heard in my life mm. if i heard i heard him been passing and didn't know they were her 
but five years into her budding career everything came to a record scratching heart when she was sued her former label the family records an imprint of Blackground records over her contract during the lawsuit jojo wasn't able to release new music and her record catalog jojo and the high road wasn't available to buy or stream also owns the rights to the late singer Aaliyah's albums which are still not available for streaming do you niggers care now <laughs> now that your precious Aaliyah was caught up in here tay tay on the side of right trying to help oh, these artists that, get their music to you that makes sense mm-hmm. like, if you try to search up it's like mm-hmm, it's not available hard are because y'all know how y'all be acting when it comes to my bae tay tay she just be trying to help and y'all can't get out your own way because kanye who's a coon had the nerve to try to interrupt her getting no awards she wasn't doing nothing to nobody she didn't she didn't say fuck beyonce i'm taking this award that's not what happened baby anyway uh it made me feel out of control like a little girl disempowered jojo recalls i feel i felt confused what i always come back to is what could i be doing differently and how is this my fault i guess it just makes me feel more in control to think like i must have done it it was very hard for me to accept something that didn't make sense why would they not want to put in out an album they there weren't they weren't putting out anybody's album to this day Aaliyah's music is not available on streaming services because they haven't done a deal with streaming providers in 2013 jojo finally reached a settlement with her former label releasing her from her contract and allowing her to put out music again she re- released mad love her first album in a decade oh my god they kept her tied up that long they put you put an artist out of work for a fucking decade and then y'all talk about uh meg uh megan, megan Stallion. Stallion. when megan was like no 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 y'all no i'm not gonna be fighting y'all for fucking ever yeah they always trying to call somebody stupid when they when they money fucked up but then they get mad at gabrielle union for saying black artists don't always have it the way y'all think <laughs> fame is not money uh fuck you bitch okay but, but it's not you famous and rich shut the fuck up uh and in 2018 to reclaim her voice jojo re-recorded her masters and re-released her first albums in 2018 oh i love that flex that's that prince move it's like i'm about to re-record all my hits fuck y'all how about that a way that i was able to change that narrative in the last couple of years by starting my own company clove music i had to go on youtube when i was making these re-records uh or re-records just to listen to albums because i didn't remember i released these new masters of my first two albums because i was tired of seeing people be like why did you make your albums down why did you take your albums down spotify they were never there i would never do that why would i be a weirdo want to erase my history that makes i like money i like people being able to go back and have access to my songs whenever they want mm-hmm during the lawsuit jojo spent time with taylor swift whom she met through mutual friends for the uninitiated here are the degrees of separation jojo is close pals with francia Riza, Riza, best friend of selena gomez who is of course bfs with swift a few years ago taylor had me over her house actually she was just like i can't believe everything you're going through this is so fucked up so wrong blah 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 jojo recalls that they hang out and of course she couldn't have ever known that she would go th- through something similar where her catalog was bought from her indeed last year swift nemesis scooter braun purchased her former label big machine records and with his masters of her first six albums swift says she plans to re-record her masters like jojo did 
but our situations were actually quite different jojo says i was literally being completely silenced taylor is in a different position in her career i was really sidelined and it was pretty hurtful i don't think that her career is suffering because of whatever happened they're still available on streaming services that's the difference as jojo i'm on the side of these women but at the end of the day the between her and scooter is vastly different than what i was going through with blackground to be honest i don't have any problems with scooter braun i thought i think he's a really smart man but it does suck to feel like you're not in control of your own shit uh today jojo is back in control on friday she's that's her trying to be friends uh <laughs> scooter don't fuck mine up i'm sorry huh? on friday she dropped her acclaimed uh, fourth album good to know a sensual collection of r&b slow burns oh jojo r&b white girl yeah i'm assuming that that label was black the way you said it it did say duh family right i was DA. like that sounds black mm, i don't know how i never heard of this white woman Mm-mm. but you know i bet you she got some bops probably i mean i probably like i said i probably heard of him just didn't know who she was maybe you know maybe she one of the people you don't even know she's uh she's she white like you you know you, you find out later you got something to play hell no i don't know this oh. woman's music oh my bad <laughs> i do got something to play i hate to say it i hope i don't sound ridiculous i don't know who this man is i mean he could be walking down the street i wouldn't i wouldn't know a thing sorry to this man yeah that's a true statement for me that's the that's what i got to play by jojo i don't know nothing about jojo i'm sorry karen oh no problem um i could try to find something on spotify if it don't pull up casey and jojo <laughs> you know go pull that Ooh yeah <laughs> baby 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 yes <laughs> what did she just read all my life she just right remade all of casey and jojo i know but i still you're having my baby she made she remake all of casey and jojo hits but then she only sang jojo parts uh, yes she don't, she don't do nothing to who yeah she just do that what must i say <laughs> like what what how did we get here i'm just doing jojo's harmonies y'all i'm a i'm a cultural appropriating white woman okay ah! y'all was rooting for me to get free for me to do this to black people um all right so they got too little too late Oh, yeah i have heard this yeah, yeah i heard this before. yeah that's it 2006 mm. damn she couldn't make no music since what, then 10 years my nigga now her number one hit is fuck apologies featuring wiz khalifa so oh shit no fuck apologies yeah at least she's moved on man too bad what the family did to her uh dog the bounty hunter is engaged what mm-hmm. ain't he racist they, yes racist people get engaged karen it happens <laughs> oh so i know that came out the blue the, the race the, the, was that, were you unaware that racist people can find a mate they also get married sometimes and have kids <laughs> i know i know and i was like wait a minute i heard that name father ain't he the racist dude we was talking about not too long ago <laughs> i mean he's dog the bounty hunter he's, he's a bounty hunter named dog 
yeah because he had a really popular show that got canceled because of that because of him being racist mm-hmm. and his wife beth died like 10 months ago yeah i know i didn't know racist people could could find love either <laughs> Guess we all shocked yeah man i look i hear you i it's funny to me me too yeah uh he got engaged he has a new girlfriend named francis frame oh shit this week the pair were professing their love for each other on social media i scream and cry beth where are you why did you leave me then i look up and see francine and the pain turns to a smile i love you woman dog 67 captioned on a solo picture of frame who he posted on instagram on saturday uh, i do wonder is that uh look he's in a lot of pain you know this woman that he was with forever died and, and he's moving on i get that is that the kind of compliment you really want to get <laughs> right. i look I, i'll be like where's beth oh my god i can't i can't, I can't see her. i'm oh. seven, i'm in my 70s but then i look over and i see frank francine oh, she is and i say oh francine you know I, i'm gonna be okay she now might need to check you. on them she might need to check i'll just i don't it just don't sound like kind of but it's look i don't know this man it seems like it's too soon you know like it maybe it's always gonna be too soon when you're 67 right and you lose your wife but 10 months later dog you still like that's just such a backhanded kind of compliment you know like oh you know i always just every day i wake up in the worst pain of my life losing the, the my one true love never ever be able to replace it. and then i i look over at you baby and i i realize it's gonna be okay it's like what what nigga no um the widower 67 got down on one knee at a romantic dinner at their home in colorado 10 months after the death of his wife beth from throat cancer the reality star told the son he's so happy he wants to have the biggest wedding he there's ever been open to all his fans and that and what he says hell of a party you gonna go to that karen hell no uh you not down with the dog Mm-mm. Mm-mm. gonna be a bunch of moonshine now i'm good he was always he was from hawaii i just remember him always talking to the people he arrested he was like you need to get your life straight bruh you gotta <laughs> you gotta do better okay you gotta you need to get your life together brother and he, you know jesus is what happened to me jesus came into my life i'm like you still about to send this nigga straight back to jail don't mm-hmm. be trying to Mm-mm. send him to jail with a nice story and a hug nope if you really care let him go didn't care that much oh no then he got caught saying the n-word it was ended the show because i think his show was like high rated and everything then francie 51 spoke out about the moment dog got down on one knee while they were self-isolating together oh there you go there you go a lot of bad decisions being made in that isolation Mm-mm. don't 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 get uh roped in these bad forever forevers just mm-hmm. because y'all trapped together doing the rona getting a little quarantine next thing you know mm-hmm. it's like maybe i should marry this man mm-hmm. keep to keep taking your birth control mm-hmm. like oh you know what i maybe i should be with this man who just lost his wife 10 months ago and can't stop waking up in the middle of the light night and yelling her name out but at least he looks over to me okay this racist i don't know no black people we can make this work 
That'll make you slap somebody. Ah! Wasn't it now? The quarantine did something. Uh, she said, I wasn't expecting it at all. I think I gone to pick up some food and then I came back and he had all the lights turned down. And this is just with just a few lights on and a bunch of candles lit. So when I came in, I was like, wow, this is awesome. He said, come in and sit down because I need to talk to you. Have you ever, have you ever given your life to Jesus? That's what he, <laughs> I hope not. I'm oh, sorry. I forgot. I thought I was taking you to prison. My bad. So I put all the food in the kitchen. I came in and he said, I know that God brought you into my life and I don't want to spend one moment of it without you. Francine said, dog got down on one knee and asked her to be his wife. Wow. A 67 year old man on one knee. That took a while. Come on. Getting down and getting up. Dog wants to invite his 12 children, Francine's two sons. 12. And their grandchildren, but is so happy he says that all the fans are welcome to saying people need a bit of love at the lockdown. But that's what they call it. Love after lockdown. It's a TV show. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's Beth, uh, that's Beth, his ex-wife, his, well, his former wife who passed. Um, the couple believe that meeting was fate due to divine intervention as Francie lost her husband, Bob, six months prior to Beth's passing. Oh, man. Oh, they, they running over losing their maids. Dog had left a message on her phone asking Bob to do some work for him, but didn't know he passed away and he and Francie became friends after that. The couple say their union has got a mixed response from fans because some are happy for them and others feel like it's too soon. Earlier this week, Dog and Francie were professing to love each other on social media. Dog captioned a solo picture of Francie saying, I scream and cry Beth. Where are you? Why did you leave me? Then I look up and see you, Francie, and the pain turns to a smile. I love you, woman. On Monday, Frayne, who's a rancher from Colorado, reflected on their new relationship and what looked to be a journal diary entry where she shared on Instagram. You never know how strong you are till being strong is the only choice you have. So you cling to God and to his word and with all your might because it's all you know to do. Then one day I looked up from the ashes and there you stood. Wow, God, she wrote, seemingly referencing dog. Maybe she spelled it backwards. I don't know. In the caption, Frayne frame shared a bible quote from isaiah 61 3 and three words uh she addressed directly to chapman i love you the new couple who haven't been shy and gushing over each other on social media also referenced their religious beliefs in a post from last thursday that showed them out on a walk together Aww. out enjoying today's beautiful weather with lola the bulldog we walk by faith not by sight living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in god's promises to corinthians five seven that's why i said two corinthians i go to the church of trump <laughs> just days before frame shared a photo of herself and dog snuggled up to one another while pronouncing so excited for this new chapter in the caption wow i i know that's not a make america great again hat but that's what it remind me of the world war ii vietnam veteran hat yeah because that, that looked like a hat to, to somebody in that group would wear mm-hmm just ain't read yep so i don't know if it's a grief bonding thing or it's too soon or not you know it's it's whatever for people that live their lives like that out you know reality tv yeah, on I, camera I, I hope not but you know it's just certain things that you know as being a, as being a black it kind of triggers you my bad i know we ain't white people news Mm-hmm. yeah i mean well he is a racist so i i get it you know it's, it's a lot um let's see Kristen cavallari gives marriage advice to an engaged couple don't do it 
now we talked about this on ballsy sports but christian cavallari is on the tv show very cavallari and her husband is jay cutler Mm. and they got they got a divorce they were quarantined on an island together for six weeks mm-hmm. and came, came out back, of that and everybody was like nope and it's a petty divorce mm-hmm. yeah because she wanted to get a house and he was like nope you can't get that house she wanted to buy like a five million dollar house and they had agreed she could do it before the divorce but uh once they didn't reconcile he was like hell no you can't do it i don't know if the house is in california you trying to avoid them uh marriage story uh vibes i don't know uh ask a silly question is what kristen cavallari and jay cutler are clearly thinking in this video which proves the writing was on the wall a couple of months before they announced the divorce tmc obtained this clip of the now strange couple at an event back in february where they were doing a meet and greet with fans in chicago as christian's uncommon james store okay uh at one point a woman who said she was newly engaged asked advice about being newlyweds in marriage and christian quickly blurted out a very telling answer don't do it everyone had a laugh about it including jay who seems very uncomfortable sitting right next to christian but it sure seems like she was being honest based on what we know now not too long after that she and jay officially called it quits with him filing for divorce but christian said in her divorce papers they were close to pulling the plug late last year they made one last ditch effort they went south in march the split has been anything but civil uh christian accused jay of marital misconduct which we find out pertained to them not agreeing on child custody they're also at odds about a living situation right now as christian wants money freed up to buy a new place of her own her fans can't say she's not honest damn you hate to see white love come to an end like that you know we get so so few examples of pure white love in these day and age you know (laughs) pure white aryan caucasian sanctified holy matrimony you just don't see it much not that often and to see it thrown in the trash when it's under threat from america and all the minorities is sad stacy dash announces split from her fourth husband i didn't even know she was married yes yes to a white man oh okay and uh they broke up she 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 uh announced her separation she she discovered that he was a nigger lover and you know she can't have that he had to go he had to go <laughs> she pulled old clayton bixby on him okay she said <laughs> uh stacy dash announced on thursday she was separating from her fourth husband a lawyer named jeffrey marty two first names uh, two first names. according to the new york post the couple met in 2018 and got married after a whirlwind 10-day courtship dash made the announcement via social media saying my husband and i have made a hard decision to end in our marriage uh the announcement didn't specify whether there's been an actual legal filing or the two are just separating at the time after much prayer i feel this is the right path for both of us i wish them nothing but the best thank you everyone for your support and for respecting our privacy during this difficult time what could have possibly happened man can coronavirus is taking everything it's taking it all from us the 53 year old clueless actress they never say more money this is funnier uh was previously arrested back in september for domestic battery after argument with her husband turned physical the charges in that case were eventually dropped and dash claimed the incident was a marital dispute that escalated yeah and didn't she put white on her or no white was put on her um arrest report even though she's not a white woman Mm -hmm. so mm -mm -mm. 
Kristen Cavalry's ex BFF is seeking attention as she posts a pic with a rumored Jay Cutler. Oh, did we just talk about him and his wife? Didn't we, Karen? Okay, I'm you almost have a guy, didn't you? I'm about to say, it wasn't <laughs> out the out the other. I'm about to say, we talked about that man. We did just talk about them. That co- correct. Last season on Very Cavalier, viewers saw Kristen Cavalier have a falling out with her best friend Kelly Henderson over speculation that she was having an affair with her then husband Jay Cutler. Ooh, the whites just got a little spicy. Mm-mm-mm. It sounds like this white people news is salt and pepper to taste. <laughs> yes, salt and pepper to taste. It's just days since the reality star and her husband announced they were filing for divorce. Kelly seems to have taken the social media to hint how she's spending time with Jay. The 37 year old shared a photo on Friday evening with an unidentified man who was wearing Jay's signature rainbow beaded bracelet. What? Much needed happy hour. Happy Friday, y'all. She captioned the post. Child. No, she did not. They out here doing what that Southern Charm th- uh, show. Mm-hmm. That's even more. Oh my goodness. Mm-mm-mm. Um, and it wasn't long until Eagle Eye fans noticed the accessory of the untagged gentleman's wrist, which didn't get any positive responses. One hundred percent Jay's arm bracelet. This is shady as hell. Commented one. <laughs> others thought the post was very distasteful if this isn't jay you're thirsty if it is yikes and i don't know what's worse if it's him or if you want us to think but it's really not another pen you knew exactly what posting this would do so thirsty one if it's not him you know people would think that two if it is him it just shows how everyone how desperate you are you couldn't find a man not married and this is in such poor taste no matter who's in this photo starving for attention here However, source told E on Saturday night that it's not Jay in the photo and Kelly was just seeking attention. This is 100% not Jay. This is Kelly seeking attention. That's all it is, the insider claimed. Ooh. Ooh. That's, that's terrible. My Ooh. God. <laughs> like, how much do you hate your ex? Like, is this some Molly Issa shit? How much do you hate your ex best friend? Right? Y'all supposed to be BFFs. Okay, we ain't gonna be no more. You would do this to your, to your, oh man like y'all and y'all be ashamed of loving hip-hop saying make black people look bad this make white people look bad right here yeah dude they got a reality hey girl i just wanted to let you girls know that i'm a real messy bitch i'm a messy bitch who lives for drama Mm-mm-mm. shout out to the thirsty people that reply back he's single why he can't move on <laughs> come on meanwhile on instagram yippee-ki-yo yippee-ki-yo Mm-mm-mm just being a whole white mess over there a whole ass white mess uh let's see what else these whites got going on uh, i am feeling better this started as a very angry show i'm trying to tell you white people news will change your whole attitude it really it? will it really will you get enough of who and you be like you know what i feel better the faa investigates harrison ford and his plane again oh this, don't yeah babe babe don't be out here trying to take yourself well i'm about to say he ain't gonna be in no more star wars at least i don't know but you know don't be trying to hurt yourself before they can you know bring you back from the dead or something i don't know i mean was chewy driving about, mm. i mean how the fuck he keep getting in all these this <laughs> how you keep doing this why is this okay how many more times can this motherfucker do this 
the single engine plane had just landed at hawthorne municipal Air- airport outside los angeles when the tower instructed the pilot to wait another for another aircraft to make a touch and go landing before taxiing across the runway but then he didn't and a scolding ensued get across that runway now the air traffic controller could be heard saying on recording from the tower i told you before to hold short you need to listen up it wasn't just another pilot it was the actor harrison ford who made the miscue on friday around 3 20 p.m what dude this is so unacceptable a collision you could have died dude what <laughs> i guess he is out here like indiana jones a short round on the plane to him mr jones mr jones man that was racist remember short round yes yeah yeah. i remember the movies yes well impossible white man movies do not age well no they don't that's just what it is but yeah he flew through he flew down there anyway man he's like you get your ass across that taxiway for somebody hit you his music was probably playing and shit you know he really did here motherfucking thing i'm turning no harrison no (laughs) No. We're gonna die. That's what they told me back in 1986. <laughs> no, no, you're really gonna die. We don't have stuntmen. <laughs> you're not on set, sir. You're not on set. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, so he did that around 3 20 p.m. Uh, you may know him as Han Solo, the swashbuckling pilot of the Millennium Falcon and Star Wars, unfazed by asteroid fields and the Imperial Star Destroyer, but this was not Tatooine. Mr. Ford, 77, immediately owned up to the error, which was not the first time he had run afoul of flight control rules or been involved in an aircraft mishap. You might need to, to have somebody else fly, babe, and you just be the pattern. Excuse me, sir. I thought the, I thought exactly the opposite. I'm terribly sorry. While there was no danger of a collision, according to Federal Aviation Administration, the agency said it was investigating the Mr. Ford had just landed on runway 25 at the airport in his aviate husky. The tower instructed him to hold his position. A two-seat gyroplane, which has rotors like a helicopter, uh, had been cleared for a touch-and-go landing on the same runway, which runs east to west. His plane and the other aircraft were about 3,600 feet apart when he strayed onto the runway, according to the FAA ina trekokas a publicist from mr ford uh said in an email wednesday that the actor misheard a radio instruction from the air traffic controller mm. yeah this seems to be a habit 2017 you did this at john wayne airport so yeah then he crashed one time and like mm-hmm. like fucked up taping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they couldn't do star wars because uh he got hurt this nigga um let's see what else white people is up to uh kim kardashian west and kanye west have been uh arguing at home a lot reportedly during the quarantine a lot of people have been stuck at home like that yeah you used to your mate like everybody kind of doing their own thing and you know you spend time but you don't spend like extensive amount of time with somebody and all of a sudden we we looking at each other all the time Mm -hmm. well we just gotta hope they're okay guys you know we're all rooting for that family to to figure it out right i'm sure we all we all agree uh kate beckinsdale 46 looks smitten with her new boy toy good at grace 22 okay mm-hmm. she out here robbing the cradle okay she out here getting Get them young 22 he just crossed over he drinking one year mm-hmm. she on that ron pearl man okay 
uh kate beckinsdale and rumor nouveau goody grace look like the quite the couple while out fetching groceries on friday if i'm not mistaken wasn't she she already uh she went on a date with that boy from snl the one that's not funny pete davidson she went on a date with him okay she went on a date with him and uh people was like damn he kind of young ain't he and they was like mind your business okay yeah ain't nothing wrong she like her back broke mm-hmm she want that big energy okay the act english actress 46 and a canadian musician 22 held glove covered hands while well at least they were social distancing while leaving the training ah. grocery store in pacific palisades california now see if you're doing this right now in the coronavirus pandemic mask on the mask off it don't matter two people getting that close hanging out they fucking for sure and they both got whatever they got she's just delivering that quarantine for sure during the outing kate offered a bit of quarantine approved affection adjusting goodies mask sweetly before they headed home it was uh no wonder why singer songwriter grace was smitten with the actress beckinsdale beckinsdale looked typically glamorous while rocking her uniform of skinny jeans and knee-high stiletto boots mm, she was she always was fine like they basically made like three of them vampire movies on just kate beckinsdale being fine and shit the <laughs> movies was terrible <laughs> like i I, I forget which was like second or third one i was just like i don't even know what's happening no more like these motherfuckers just running around being vampires or werewolves <laughs> i don't think i seen that yes she did yes you absolutely did see the movies with me one dude was a vampire werewolf hybrid and he was like her boyfriend she oh was, underworld underworld yes Yes. okay yes nasty world yes yeah we i think we seen all them shit we did by the end i was like i don't, I don't even know remember what, what happened what the fuck is happening here like what the fuck happened in the other two movies mm, i don't remember the vampire world is coming and for the werewolves that and shit the, made no sense the werewolves don't play we we smoke too i'm like what is it? and i'm an angel i'm like I, nobody knows what the fuck just means them shits went like the resident evil like, they was wow. like he was like huh we have kate beckinsdale and we're gonna put it on screen and high and high heels and tight leather pants we have a goddamn movie okay <laughs> that's all that mattered <laughs> it was like how they got swordfish with it was like this movie don't make no Mm-mm. fucking sense Mm-mm. uh guys holly bear will show them titties for six million more dollars we got us a goddamn movie get the filming and it made this money and yes. it made the money back everybody's like you can go see some titties just before the internet y'all you can go see some titties everybody's like i got to go see this movie i got i got to see them in real animated life i can't see these titties later i got like that's uh, her titties sold the, the whole of the town. Movie. people don't remember that shit i do but yes i think the nigga that played wolverine was in it ah mm-hmm. you uh it was no one no one so this is them you say you wanted pictures mm-hmm listen okay them white stilettos i like them boots her, her white don't crack okay that was blowfish that was another movie she was in too kate kate must just be out there just sipping water and taking care of herself and minding her fucking business because we don't never see her in no problems and probably just getting dicked down by these young niggas that's probably she keeping her young forever happy being white maybe she is a vampire you know that's mm-hmm. you got, maybe you that's got, they got to be young to, 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 to keep you youthful maybe that's why she a vampire okay because she she like i just keep I, i'm young she's sucking their souls and i'm just sucking these young niggas souls out okay they don't know what to do with this i grapefruit these niggas they they mine forever <laughs> um but yeah that's her um uh 
she tied her chocolate locks up in a high ponytail and hid her face behind dark sunglasses goody looked handsome wearing a classic jean jacket over a t-shirt for the band operation ivy adding a touch of color for his for to his look shit i'd be in love with a 222 yeah i mean but see that's the thing he 22 and probably got his pick of the litter of women that's true too but but sometimes you need a a a woman that's seen some things to put it on you i mean you know she i mean i don't know that it'll last forever but you know she done put some advanced techniques on him it's like when ashley kusher was a demi moore i'm sure she locked that shit up man she was like oh that the young girls don't know this one yet yeah you know and i'm sure you know uh she's a few years older than his one of things but you go don't talk don't 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 talk yeah, i'm don't, sure he's annoying don't, don't say nothing stupid play some of your music baby okay i'm gonna show you this move that i do with this um I, i'm i'm gonna warm up some butter in the microwave and do this move that that you ain't never experienced before it's about to change your world you just keep being handsome and playing music okay mm-hmm. yeah i just i just want to look at you just bring mm-hmm. your dick here don't don't speak <laughs> i don't need to see what's on the tiktoks okay Mm-mm. i don't give a fuck no Mm-mm. uh the c- couple gays lovingly at each other as they left the shop hand in hand though they were wearing masks the happiness on the evident even if ever the gentleman goody carried the couple single bag of groceries while remaining close to kate by hand mm. so they ain't even they like listen we this people say you need to get at least a week's worth of groceries every time you go trust us this a week because all we do is fuck we don't even <laughs> we don't that in order we snack lightly okay their romance came to light on easter sunday when a new couple was seen enjoying a stroll together oh he has risen okay <laughs> the couple have also inspired a lot has risen mm-hmm. the couple has also inspired together as far back as january when they were photographed leaving a pre-grammys party together the actress has also been commenting on goody's instagram posts as far back as february even leaving a heart emoji on one of his snaps oh they together together okay. but i'm i mean i'm an old married person but my understanding of the internet that that means it's getting pretty serious when y'all start doing shit like that Kate was previously married to 12 for 12 years the director lynn wiseman the couple wed in may 2004 after falling in love on a set of 2003's underworld which co-starred beckinsdale then partner michael sheen lynn filed for divorce in 2016 and the split was finalized in 2019 man so she was with michael sheen and then left him for the director of that movie and then or for for whoever this nigga is yeah the director and then they got divorced because they wasn't gonna make no more sequels right and then now she out in the streets kate shares 21 year old daughter lily sheen with her ex michael oh ah oh ah he one year older than her baby oh that's gonna lead to some awkward uh sis loves me type of porn (laughs) like what i don't i'm not comfortable with that at all now you will respect me i'm your daddy okay that's what you gonna say that 20 there's that girl one year younger than him right she gonna be like you don't get the fuck out of my face he gonna be trying to do daddy shit for her i'm gonna drive you up to college you're not my daddy (laughs) oh man all right that's how i would be no i'm properly cheered up guys (laughs) as that's we can move on um yeah so i guess uh let's wrap this up with some uh guest the race before our food gets here guys i mean not guest the race i meant sword ratchetness before our food gets here um let me just bring that up on spotify in the background here <sighs> feel a lot better that me was, too 
it's a very angry start very frustrating black death always does it to you don't it come on on myperfamily.com <laughs> <laughs> 21 and 22 boy what in the milfs teach teams is going on over there um a sword wielded man cuts his neighbor while playing about loud music Mm-mm-mm. what oh poor thing Back, everyone quarantined together and some, right some people got swords i had enough of you you better get sliced up mm-hmm um this happened in uh madison wisconsin home of the cheese eaters ah uh police arrested a man saturday night after allegedly cut a man in the face with a sword the victim responded to a banging on his apartment door around 11:45 p.m when the victim opened his door uh he saw 47 year old george s hansen in the hallway armed with a knife and a sword according to an incident report hansen swung the sword at the victim and hit him with it causing a minor injury officials say the victim pushed his door shut locked it and called 911 the victim said hansen used a knife to damage his victim's front his victim's door before police arrived damn he's still out there oh he, the, he was determined to get you he was still outside when the victim's uh apartment when the police arrived he claimed oh, he had serious the, he had the weapons for self-protection make that what but they you're say trying to get in against the race white yep and he didn't want to hurt what you're trying to get in you already cut my arm you knifing my door down but you don't want to hurt nobody he's hansen told police he wanted the victim to turn down some music and that he considered to be too loud police arrested him on suspicion of second degree uh recklessly endangering safety disorderly conduct while armed battery so is he gonna be in jail or is his neighbor gonna have to like worry about this nigga coming downstairs forever right now right all right y'all that's it we'll be back tomorrow uh thank y'all for listening thank you appreciate y'all uh tomorrow i promise we'll do lgbt news the star of the show um until then i love you i love you too